The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. And welcome to our day long. In this foggy day, you took the time and made the effort to be here. It's, uh, something to appreciate. So our day long is about the seven factors of awakening, and we're going to be talking about it briefly. But first, I just want you to take a moment to feel the community. We need this so much. We hope every one of you will be here through the whole process of the day because the way that Don and I have uh, conceived this day is to build up each factor and really experiencing directly how is it that each one arises out of the other one and how they build upon each other. And this we only really get the feel when we can go through the whole process. So I invite you to just kind of envision that we are closing this beautiful circle around us, supporting each other, and enjoying each other's presence. We will be in silence the whole day. So we ask you to, please, it would be very, very beneficial if you abstain from using your cell phone the whole day. If you haven't turned it off, do so. And um, it does make a big difference. Because, you see, we are gradually going to work towards some factors that require a lot of calm, inner calm. And it's incredible. I've seen it in myself, how just looking at the phone gets the wheels turning up here. So put it away. Let it rest a little in your purse, your bag your pocket. There are clocks in here, so and there will be bells, so you don't need to be checking the phone. So now <clears throat> I want to introduce my friend and colleague, Don Neal. It's a pleasure to be with Don here today. We, we've known each other now for quite a few years. We've practiced in retreats together, but this is our first time teaching together. So I'll read you a little bit about Don. Don has devoted over two years to silent retreat since 2005. Her intensive practice in Asia includes temporarily ordaining in Burma in 2009. And shortly afterward, she started practicing with Gil Fronstella and Andrea Fella. So we'd really both been trained by the same people. Um, Don has an MA from the Institute of Buddhist Studies and Theravada Buddhist Studies and Spiritual Care. She serves the community as a teacher and scholar. 
Thank you, Andrea. It's a joy to be with you today. So I'm very pleased to be here with my friend, colleague, co-teacher, Andrea Castillo. For those of you who don't know her, I'll I'll read her bio. I may ad-lib a little bit. Um, She's been practicing insight meditation since 1998, and her primary teachers, like mine, have been Gil Fronstall and Andrea Fella. Andrea is an IMC teacher, and she's taught here in Spanish and English since 2011. She's also taught many other places, I'll add, including in Latin America. She offers insight residential retreats here and in Latin America, and she's a graduate of a number of IMC programs, including the Sati Center Chaplaincy Program, IMC's Dharma Mentoring Training Program, and Local Dharma Leaders. And I believe it's most recently that she graduated from Insight Meditation Society's Dharma Teacher Training Program. And she teaches all over the place. I feel very lucky to have her here today. (laughs) Thank you, Don. So welcome for those who just arrived. I want to cite um, from the suttas, from the discourses, the way that the Buddha described the seven factors of awakening. They present an image that I can relate to, and hopefully it'll speak to you. It says, just as all the rafters of a peaked house slant, slope, and incline towards the roof peak, so too, when a practitioner develops and cultivates the seven factors of awakening, she slants, slopes, and inclines towards Nibbana. Here, Nibbana would be liberation. So this image, um, I think we can all relate to it, of a roof slanting upwards. And this is really what we are doing with the training of our mind. We're inclining the mind towards the wholesome states. In this particular list, I find very, very inspiring. It's short, and I think, it, I, I think you'll find that it's easy to practice because even in one sit, you can go through all seven and experience, even if it's just a little bit of it, makes a big difference. So the seven factors that we're going to be looking at today in this list are Mindfulness, investigation, energy, joy, tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. So you can see that we're moving in the trajectory goes to quieter and more subtle states. Therefore, it is of great importance that we support each other in this little journey we're going to take today so that the practice can accumulate and we can feel 
the benefit that comes when you practice several hours in a row. That's the benefit of having a day long. So what are the aims that we have <clears throat> for you for, for today? For some of you, you, you're getting to know the factors for the first time, so we get to know them. And then, once we know them, very important, we want to learn to recognize them in the moment they arise. When you recognize, then it helps a lot to just name them. Just by naming, recognizing and naming, what you've done is you placed your attention, your careful attention on that quality, and just by doing that, you're cultivating it. Anywhere where we put our attention, that will grow. So this is very important. It might seem a little mechanical, but any time it's like, oh, mindfulness. Mindfulness is present. You notice you're investigating what's happening, Second factor, investigation is happening. I hope that during this day you find that these qualities are not remote. We all can have, we've all have experienced them already, even to a very, very, very small degree, but you know them. And so open yourself up today to get to know them more, and have them grow. Then, of course, we want you to learn to recognize how you experience each factor. Now, what is your unique experience, bodily and mentally, of each of the factors? So this is why um, Don and I really wanted to to as we talked about how we understood this list, for both of us, it was really important to bring the physical aspect to the day. And so we're not only going to be feeling the, each of the factors and recognizing it in stillness, in meditation, but also we're going to make an effort to experience it in the body, embody it also in movement. So you will notice when, how does it feel when mindfulness is present? How does it feel when it's not present, when it's absent? And then to become aware of of how pleasant it is when each of these factors is present. Another aim that we have is that you begin to recognize how is it that these factors arise? What are the conditions that make them arise? Just as an example, I've, I've noticed very clearly in my morning meditations that it has a huge importance. What is it that I do with the evening before for the quality of my meditation in the morning? So notice, uh, when, when we begin to recognize, oh, these things really are the ones that are conducive for me to 
have quieter, deeper meditations, then you begin to be more discerning of your activities, of what kind of input you let in into your mind. So, of course, this is part of knowing how is it that we get them to grow. So I think that I won't... um, I won't take the time to explain how is it that they arise one of the other out of the other I, because I don't want to take the time now. But hopefully, as we go along in the day, you'll begin to feel the naturalness of how one factor arises out of the other. <clears throat> what I do want to say. <clears throat> is just in order to get an overview of the whole list, something that, that has, has helped me, um, is to visualize one of those old-fashioned scales, you know, the ones that have a structure like a T, like a base, and then a horizontal bar. And then from the horizontal bar, you have these two plates hanging, right? And you actually use actual weights. So we can say that this stabilizing structure is the mindfulness, the first factor. That is essential. That's the beginning and the end of it. We don't have anything without mindfulness. Mindfulness is essential. We can never have too much. Then we're going to notice that from the remaining six factors, three are energizing That's factor two, three, and four. So investigation, energy, and joy, you know, they are energizing factors. So they go on one one side of the the scale. On the other side, we can visualize the tranquilizing factors. And there's going to be tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. And our task is with mindfulness to know how to balance them from moment to moment. Very, very, very important. So hopefully this image helps you remember, just get to know it, and and know a little bit about their nature. So as a way to passing it over to Dawn, Um, I want to read you a short poem that, for me, captures this importance and the beauty of mindfulness, of sati. It's called Lost by, by David Wagoner. Stand still. The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here, and you must treat it as a powerful stranger, must ask permission to know it and be known. The forest breathes. Listen. It answers. 
I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again, saying, Here, no two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, you're surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you.